Welcome to the Metamorphosis with Michelle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Kessel. I'm an integrative health practitioner and certified brain rewiring coach. And on this podcast, I'm going to be diving deep into all things personal growth and development, brain rewiring, health and wellness, and spirituality. Hey, everybody. So this episode here is a little bonus episode. This is actually an interview from a podcast I was on. I was on the Lady Beta podcast with my friend Chelsea, who is a coach for climbers. She is amazing, and I was lucky to be able to be on her show. So this was an interview all about brain rewiring and more on my journey with it. And I thought this would be an amazing episode to share with all of you. So go ahead and listen to this episode to learn more about my journey with brain rewiring if you're curious on that. And a little announcement, if you're interested in rewiring your own brain and getting to the root of your health issues, whether it's bloating, emotional eating, or whatever's going on, I am taking on a limited amount of one-on-one clients, so there will be a link to book a call with me and apply if you're interested in having results like these for yourself. So let's get into this episode. Hi guys, today I have Michelle Kessel with me and I'm super excited because we were actually both in the same brain rewiring certification program. So we're both certified brain rewiring coaches. We can help other people rewire their brains and I'm really excited to have Michelle on today because we went into brain rewiring to rewire very different things for each of us. I was more focused on sports performance for climbing and then also business growth and initially Michelle was going in to do brain rewiring for business growth but ended up doing and kind of taking a completely different path, really focusing a lot on things like food sensitivities, digestive issues, overthinking, and then also confidence. So I'm really excited to have her on to talk a little bit about that, to really showcase how diverse brain rewiring can be and kind of like the little bonus things that maybe you didn't go into rewire initially, but the things that really pop up after you spend some time with the rewiring process. So super excited to have you here, Michelle. Go ahead and tell my audience a little bit more about you. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited to be here as well. So my name is Michelle Kessel, and I'm a certified integrative health practitioner and brain rewiring coach. And what I basically do is I combine the physical health and the emotional, spiritual brain rewiring protocols to kind of help people overcome health challenges. So mainly gut health issues or hormones and kind of like those habits that we can sometimes have like with food, for instance, food obsession, overthinking, et cetera. So those are kind of like my main focuses with clients. And that's Basically, how I help people self-heal is just like combining the physical and then the emotional side of healing. 
I love it. And it's so powerful too, to be able to have that combination because, so for me, I also come from like a, a health coaching background and really love to work with that with my clients because I think it's so important like to ignore that piece of it. Like the, how are you actually feeling in your body piece? Like that, that's so big. So for you, when was like, what was it that actually got you interested in that in the first place? Did you really struggle, struggle with your gut health yourself, digestive issues? Yeah, so I had severe chronic gut health issues uh, probably like four years ago, maybe. That's when it started. I was in college, like binge drinking, eating a lot, you know, in high stress, not taking care of myself. And then I started like really diving into nutrition and becoming obsessed with like clean eating to almost like an orthorexic extent, like super like if it has one gram of sugar, I can't touch it type of mindset. So I had severe gut health issues. I was struggling with like candida, SIBO, parasites, everything, adrenal fatigue, like so many issues. And I also had like just severe lack of confidence and self-love, like didn't like my body, always criticized myself, had negative self-talk. And so I went through like a really big healing journey myself on the physical end, but I would still have certain flare ups when I knew that my physical symptoms were taken care of. Like I didn't have any of those pathogenic issues anymore, but I still had kind of like that inner critic in my head and kind of just like random flare ups when I was stressed and whatnot. And I knew that I was missing a big piece of healing. So that's kind of what brought me into wanting to learn brain rewiring and healing like the mental side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that I mean, that story, I think is going to resonate with a lot of people too. like, not not necessarily that we don't need to like pay attention to the food that we put in our bodies all the time. But when you're in high school, college, like, you do have a little bit more free range because you're younger, you bounce back a lot quicker. You and I actually have really similar stories. Um, I definitely did not treat my body well in college. And then also, yeah, went down the orthorexic path. And I was like hardcore paleo for seven Mm -hmm. years. And I was like, no grains, no any, like so strict on everything. And that really does take a toll on your body after a while. And for you being able to go on that healing journey, but still feeling like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I took care of a lot of these things. I took care of maybe like the the gut issues, but having that mental piece there still. So what was it about brain rewiring that you really f- felt like, okay, this could be the answer for me. This could kind of be that missing link for me. Yeah. So I was working with Christina as a business um, client one-on-one and she was teaching me brain rewiring And I had worked with like a mindset coach previously, which definitely helped me like to an extent, Mm -hmm. but I still felt like I was running off of the subconscious programming that wasn't dealt with. So when I learned that this heals on a subconscious level, I was super intrigued because I understood like the conscious healing aspects of meditation and being nice to yourself and all of that. But I knew that there was a lot of deep inner work that I needed to heal and work through to really get on that subconscious level that we're running off of. So that's what really kind of drew me in. And also like 
seeing her transformation being such an expander for me, I was like, wow, like this is real. Like this can happen. I'm super interested in doing this for myself and then being able to guide others through it as well. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the biggest difference, too, between mindset work and doing something like brain rewiring. And I get asked this a lot, and I'm such a huge advocate of mindset work, and I think they can go really well together in conjunction. Like, I don't ever want people to stop doing mindset work, but I don't think it can take the place of doing something like brain rewiring, because until you really get down to some of those subconscious beliefs that you're carrying around for years of your life, like, since you were very, very young, we develop these pathways. And once you start to really get at those, that's when I think a lot of that deeper healing can start to happen. So for you, Michelle, what were some of those deeper subconscious thought patterns that you realized were kind of holding you back from, I mean, doing all that true healing and then really like being able to then move forward with the way that you wanted to live your life? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things for me was overthinking. I overthought everything like from I don't even know. Just like my mind was just consumed with thoughts. Like I didn't even realize it until I did brain rewiring how much like random thoughts would just pop into my head and like unnecessary things like, okay, like what am I going to eat for lunch today? What am I going to eat for dinner today? Like, am I going to get a text from this person? Just like thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. And it wasn't until I could kind of like get my body to rest and calm my nervous system a bit and do brain rewiring that I feel like I can actually have a lot of empty space in my brain where more like creative ideas can come in and thoughts that are like conducive to my growth. Mm -hmm. So that was the really big one. I think another really big one is future forecasting. Like I would always decide something was going to happen before it actually could like for food, for instance, I could be like, I don't eat gluten. But if I were to, I would be like, I can't eat this. It's gluten. It's going to cause me bloating and acne and all these things. But I was deciding that before even like testing it out again, after doing the long gut healing protocols. Um, So yeah, those I think are like the two biggest pieces of inner work that I had to go through. The overthinking one is huge. And the the part that you mentioned too about like finally getting your body to calm down enough to where you could actually feel creative again. I think that's so big. So like, I think a lot of people really struggle with that too. And maybe in the moment they don't realize it, but what would be kind of your advice? So, you know, people are looking into brain rewiring, like what's kind of that first step to where somebody could recognize, like maybe some people really do know like, yeah, okay, I overthink this shit out of everything, but like how to get them to actually sit down to then realize like, oh, okay, that's maybe not the way that I want to move through life. Or maybe I do want to open up a little bit more space for creativity. Yeah, so The book, The Untethered Soul, I'm not sure if you read it, but they always talk about like you're the observer of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I think just taking a few minutes to like calm down and meditate and not even try to shut your thoughts off, but just observe them. So if like there's just a spiral of thoughts consistently flowing through, that could be overthinking, especially if they're a pattern of thoughts that aren't necessarily conducive to your growth and expansion. And they're kind of just you running in circles over a specific topic. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And I'll link that in the show notes as well. I haven't read that one, but it sounds 
fantastic because definitely guilty over here of overthinking things, um, especially while trying to run a business. You know, like your work is never quite done and you're always adding way more things to the to-do list than you ever cross off. Um, lots, you know, lots to do during the day, but at a certain point you do have to be able to shut it down. And then the overthinking that affects things like sleep, it affects your relationships, it affects your own physical health as well. So for you, we were talking a little bit before the show, you initially wanted to use brain rewiring for business but then you decided ultimately like these other things are coming up for me more like what was that like for you and how did you realize like okay yep the the business part of things like not that it's not right for right now but like how did you decide to go down the route of like okay let's work on confidence let's work on the overthinking parts of it first yeah I mean business is really a reflection of you especially because like i'm an entrepreneur i have my own business so how i'm feeling is how my business is going to be showing up so if i'm feeling unconfident and unworthy and not like and overthinking all the time then that's going to translate in my business so I kind of needed to peel back the layers and always go deeper. Okay, like, why are things not 100% in this avenue of my life? Then they must also not be 100% in another avenue of my life. So I really had to start at like becoming super confident in myself, in my offerings, in who I am as a person, in order for that to come off in my business and other things. So I think like with brain rewiring, it's always like looking deeper because it's never just what we really want it to be. Like for health, when I coach people, it's like, okay, I don't want to be bloated. I want, I don't want to be constipated, but it's like, there's more underneath there. So it's always just like peeling back the layers and getting to the real root cause of why that thing you want isn't working. Right. Exactly. Oh, I love that. And yeah, business really is such a reflection of you as a person. And if you're not feeling good, like it's absolutely going to show up and it's going to pop up pretty much everywhere and getting down to those deeper issues. I think I think it can be really difficult. And for me, that's one of the things that I struggled with the most is I, I totally in the beginning of brain rewiring, I thought I could just kind of like skate by and like not do the deeper work. Um, I remember somebody said something about like, oh, you're going to be like cracked open, laying in the bathtub crying and I was like that won't happen to me I was like I haven't cried in years like that that won't be me and then all of a sudden it hit a point to where I was like I felt kind of stagnant and I was like oh my god it's the emotions I was like because I was numb to my emotions for so long so really being able to tap into that for me that was like a really big struggle but once I kind of like finally surrendered to that a lot of other things really started to click for me was there a point in time with brain rewiring because I've I've talked a lot about kind of like what the rounds are what it looks like kind of the process process. Was there a point in time where you really struggled, you know, either to get the rounds done or to do the process or with any part of like inner child healing, shadow work, anything like that? Yeah, to be honest, I was pretty resistant to all of it at one point. Like, I think I'm a pretty active person. And even though it's like an active meditation, it's still like a lot of just sitting and like, being with oneself. So it was really hard for me, to be honest. And I had to kind of like start slow and split it up and like get creative with it and not really shame myself for not doing all of them and be like, you know what? It's okay. Like if you can do two today, that's amazing. Like going to the gym, if you do 
20 minutes instead of 40, you're still doing a workout. So I kind of like gave myself that analogy. And yeah, inner child healing, I like really resisted. I was like, I knew that there was stuff down there, but I also was thinking like, no, I had such a good childhood. So it was kind of like, I was nervous to go into it. But once I did, I think that was like the deepest healing I could do. And I'm still working on because there's always like stuff that pops up. But I think that like, once you kind of like, realize that it's so healing you break through the resistance Mm -hmm. yeah that resistance is huge too and I really do like your analogy of like 20 minutes is better than nothing like when you put it that way it's like oh well yeah it definitely is and especially since I think a lot of people are so like black and white I either did it or I didn't do it you know and maybe struggle also with being a perfectionist, like I have to do it all the way or it doesn't count. Like even just doing that incremental bit is still going to be really helpful. So for you doing some of that inner child healing, like I think that's also going to connect with a lot of people being like, yeah, you know, I had a pretty decent childhood. Like what would there be to heal there? Like what are some of those things that you found when you actually sat down to do that deeper work? (laughs) There's a lot. I mean, oh God, I really hope my mom's not listening. (laughs) Love you, mom. (laughs) Yeah, love you. You did the best you could. But um, my parents came from Ukraine and they immigrated from the Soviet Union. Like, kind of life was pretty crazy for them. Like, they came from a super, like, fearful scarcity mindset, which super, like, trickled down onto me. And it's also, like, that culture of... You have to get straight A's. You have to do like be the best at this and like go to the best college and get a Fortune 500 job and climb the corporate ladder and like all these like beliefs that were kind of instilled upon me. Like I remember, I think it was like second grade being like, I got a 90% on my test. My dad being like, well, you didn't get a hundred. So like things like that. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's just like a lot of little things. And then this is like a weird one, but I have like this fear of abandonment and I was always lost at grocery stores. Like I remember being five years old and it's like the microphone at Safeway and they're like, Elena Kessel, we found your daughter. She's like five. And I'm like crying, like thinking I was left at a grocery store. Oh, yeah. And that shows up big time when you're an adult, too, especially if you kind of block that out as we tend to do, you know, to protect ourselves. Like if you block that out and then, you know, you get into a relationship like that's absolutely going to come out if you don't do any healing around that. And I think, yeah, our parents, you know, they do an awesome job with the tools that they have. And I think a lot of the times, you know, that pressure that we feel from our parents, like they don't mean to do that, but it's definitely there. So if we don't actively sit down and reflect on like, okay, where did I even get my beliefs from in the first place? Like, where did I get like all of this motivation? Like it's coming from somewhere to achieve, to accomplish whatever it is like and really start to like unravel that I think it's it's very eye-opening um and I was really resistant to inner child work as well um I was like nope that's not something that I want to do I don't want to go like hug little Chelsea I was like when I first heard that I was like 
certainly not. Like we, we are not doing this. That sounds ridiculous. But then once you kind of let that guard down a little bit and you realize, you know what, like you've probably tried a lot of other things at this point. Like why not just try this and see how it goes? Um, how many different other things did you try before brain rewiring to kind of like help that mindset piece for you to really like get you that full healing that you were looking for? Yeah, I feel like before brain rewiring, I had a mindset coach and that was all I really did. I honestly didn't really know that it was not normal to be so negative because that's who I was surrounding myself with. Like everyone in my environment thought that way. So I thought that was the norm. And then my best friend and roommate at the time, she was seeing a coach and she's like, she's really helping me. I think you should see her. And that like opened the door for me. I was like, whoa, people think like positive. (laughs) Yeah. So that was like all I really did before, which like really got me on track to even wanting to start my own business because it kind of took like the first initial cloud over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that the piece too, that you said about the, the lack mindset, like until you start to realize that there is an abundance mindset, you maybe don't realize how much time you spend thinking in that scarcity place. Like there's not enough money, there's not enough clients, there's not enough whatever it is for you because that's kind of all you know. And it's kind of always waiting for that other shoe to drop, always waiting for negative things to happen as well. So after brain rewiring, so you've been doing it now consistently for about six months. What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen so far? Yeah, I feel like I've really transformed as a person. Like I've feel like my whole life, it feels different to me. Like I surround myself with completely different people because I knew that if this is the kind of life I want to have, then I can't be surrounded by people who still think in that negative scarcity mindset. So having whole new friends was a big thing for me. Another thing was just like, in a huge increase of confidence and boundaries, like in all my relationships and my family dynamics and friendships in dating life, like just having such a different energy because I realized that like, wow, I'm like super cool and interesting. And before I would think the opposite. So that was a big one. Um, I feel like just not really thinking so much about things and just kind of letting more of my intuition guide me in decisions and listening to my body more, slowing down, just being more calm overall. And then like having a lot of trust in my life and decisions. I feel like so many things, I always have like a new one pop up in my mind. That's like a big achievement. Mm -hmm. It is. And yeah, it's not until you like really sit down and think about it too. And sometimes it's like the really little things that you're like, my life literally looks completely different than it does a year ago. And like, you you do feel like an entirely new person. Like I tell that to people and I'm like, but I'm not joking. Like I am completely different than I was before I started. And one thing too, like about getting different relationships in your life, getting new friends, like was that hard to let go of at the time? Because I think a lot of people, if they're going to start to do something like brain rewiring, that's going to feel like the hardest part for them is both getting new relationships and really you know, taking a look at who do I surround myself with right now? And do I need to let some of these go? And then also the boundaries part as well. So can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's ever easy to do that. But I'm kind of the type of person that is like, if I need to make a change to 
better myself and to serve myself because I love myself, I'm going to do it. And not everyone is like that initially. So I understand everyone's coming from a different place. But yeah, I mean, I didn't like necessarily tell people like you're out of my life and stuff, but I kind of just stopped putting effort into relationships that weren't serving me and put effort into making new friends that were more in alignment with who I wanted to become and step into. So there were and still are times of probably more isolating myself and being alone. But I realized that I'm more happy being by myself and being in my own little bubble than being around people who drop me down. So that's kind of just a decision you need to make. Mm-hmm. That's huge, too, because I think a lot of the times, especially you with like your inner child fear of abandonment, that was probably something huge for you to step into is be like, OK, we're spending more time alone now, like and being able to like spend time up in your brain. Like it's it can be a really scary thing, because especially if you've been actively avoiding that for a long time, you're like, I don't even know what's up there at this point. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not ready to face any anything up there. So when you said, OK, I got new friends, you know, like set better boundaries, like after spending that time alone, like, how did you go about finding friends? Because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with, too, is like, do we have classes for this as an adult? You know what I mean? Like, why didn't they teach us this in high school? Probably because we didn't need it then. But like, what are some of those places that you you looked for friends who were more in alignment with that person that you wanted to be? Yeah, um, honestly, it's still a journey, but it's definitely progressing. But it's actually been really helpful, like through this kind of community on Instagram that we have. Um, A lot of people live in San Diego, so I'm pretty lucky that I've actually gotten to meet a lot of people who are in the same industry as coaching and stuff through social media because they happen to live in the area. So I think it's just not being afraid to put yourself out there. And social media is meant to be social. So even if you're not like having friends um, on social media, like maybe try to because people are on there to socialize. So using that. Um, Also going to activities, like there's a lot of outdoor yoga classes out here. I've been going to and like talking to the instructors and stuff and trying to like get in with those communities. So doing activities that you enjoy. So you can find other people that enjoy those activities too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And especially the part about social media being social, like it's so easy to send somebody a DM and then kind of like stay in their circle, their radar, and then continue to have conversations. Like I swear that's how I've made all of my friends. And then also doing programs like the Brain Rewiring Certification. And then it's like, wow, built-in friends, 20 of them right there. Awesome. (laughs) And that's the power too of community. I think especially right now with what's happening is like taking advantage of these online spaces and communities that are created for that purpose. And also not writing people off as well, just because maybe like for me, like just because I'm not, you know, a gut health coach, like we can still be friends and have a great conversation because we we have a lot of the same interests. We're both really interested in bettering our lives and stepping more into alignment. So it's really just like, I think broadening your definition too of who can be positive in your life to help you become that person you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think like two years ago, if you told me that, I would have shut it down. But now I realize like it's all about who is going to expand you. Also, you don't really want to be hanging out with everyone who's 
the same as you because you're not really going to grow. So as long as someone has like the same values and interests and you can find common ground, it's really empowering to have people that are different and unique in their own ways in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so important too, is finding people that expand you because especially when you're kind of on this like self-improvement, self-development journey, you're probably going to be an expander for a lot of other people. So making sure you do have like designated people in your life that really push you to be a better, better person as well, because otherwise you're going to be spending all of your energy and time helping other people step into their, their own best versions. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was kind of that person for all my friends. And it just felt draining because I'm like, yes, I love doing this. But that's like what I do with my clients. When I hang out with my friends, I don't want to be like the one who's pushing everyone and uplifting them either. Right. Yeah. It's so important, honestly, because yeah, especially as women, you know, we're kind of expected and socially conditioned to step into that caretaker role. And if we aren't careful, that's kind of the role that we'll take on moving forward. So obviously both of us like really love brain rewiring. I'm like such a big fan and advocate of it. And even though, you know, both of us went through some resistance at the start, like what would you say to somebody that's considering this? And they're like, okay, I think I'd be a decent fit for this, but maybe they're hesitating for whatever reason. Like what would you tell that person? Yeah. I mean, I would really get clear on who it is that you want to step into and who you want to become and really kind of think from that lens. Like, would the future version of you have resistance to this deep growth? Because if not, then look at to what's kind of blocking you from taking the next step because those blocks are things that you can work through in brain rewiring. But if like the future version of you isn't interested in personal development, brain rewiring, then maybe you're just not ready at this time. So I think it's beneficial for everyone in so many things. I mean, you can really heal from anything, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, there really isn't anything this isn't a good tool for. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad too to have you on to really showcase that because, you know, again, I went in for just like sports performance, climbing business. And then I realized like, oh shit, it's a lot of other things other than that. And being able to have somebody on that really worked on the overthinking, the confidence I think is so helpful. So tell me a little bit more about where people can find you, the ways that they can work with you. So I know a lot of people, um, I don't as much do health coaching or work with clients. Um, I primarily do just like business coaching coaching and brain rewiring now, but if somebody wanted to get a little bit of help with their gut or to learn how to like, yeah, okay, maybe it's not normal to be bloated anymore. Like where can they learn more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm always on Instagram. Um, I'm at get well with Michelle and I have a podcast as well called metamorphosis with Michelle. And I'm taking one-on-one clients right now to kind of go through this journey of healing through both brain rewiring and then that like nutritional aspect as well. So I'm happy to connect with anyone on Instagram. I love that. And I will link all of that in the show notes as well. And I'm so glad too to have a network of people that I really trust and can refer other people to because again, like I don't do nutrition anymore. So it's good for me to have somebody that I'm like, yes, I know, you know, Michelle is going to get you to where you need to go. And also combining that with brain rewiring, like it's 
it's so powerful. Like I always say, like, it feels like I got my letter to Hogwarts. Like once I kind of like pushed through all of my blocks with brain rewiring, but it, it really was like that moment. I was like, wow, I've been waiting for this for 15 years, but it's finally here. Yeah, exactly. Like it's such a different energy after, I mean, I, if, if I did this podcast six months ago, I just feel like I would have a different energy. It's hard to explain, but I hope that you can kind of like feel our energy in this episode and like see how much we can like praise the brain rewiring steps. Right, right. Yeah, no, six months ago, this would have been a complete, it would have been probably a pretty flat and dull conversation, honestly. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, like, it feels like, wow, I'm just, like, stepping into that version of yourself that you were always meant to be, but for whatever reason, all of those subconscious beliefs and thought patterns, like, that's it was really just holding you back. Like, you were always meant to go there, and you were always meant to be that person, but unless you do this deeper work, and a lot of the times you are going to be resistant to it because it's fucking painful, and it can be really hard, and especially if you're used to, like, go, go, go all the time to sit down and do something like a meditation, like that's how you know you need it. If you're resistant to it, like that's how you know you need it. Yeah, your brain's just keeping you safe, but you got to get a little bit uncomfortable to grow. Yep. Oh, I love that. That's such a good line too. So is there anything else that you want people to know about you or about brain rewiring before we log off? I think just the biggest thing is if you're kind of like me where you were thinking like, oh man, like another thing to do or like another tool. I think this is so much more than that because when you do brain rewiring, you kind of realize that you don't really need a lot of the other stuff. So it's not really like another tool. It can just be the tool and the only thing that you really need to heal. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's brilliant. It it absolutely is. Like it's, it is kind of like the end all be all to where you don't need to keep coming back to do the rewiring because you've gotten down to the bottom, like the, the very bottom, the part where you didn't mm-hmm. really want to go, but you're there now. So thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on. I will link everything in the show notes, how you can connect with Michelle further. And that was such a great conversation. Yes. Thank you for having me on. I was super happy to be here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit more about my personal brain rewiring journey. So once again, if you want to rewire your own brain, just connect with me further, whether it's on Instagram or you want to go ahead and book a call. And if this episode or my show resonates with you, please share it with a friend, post on Instagram and tag me and leave a rating and review. And I will see you on the next episode.